Hello, and welcome to Drowning Verdict. I'm Chip Mahoney, and you're listening to my true crime podcast. This is a podcast where I talk about cases out there in the world that fascinate me, and I go more in depth with the case. So thanks a lot for joining me today. You might have found me on my YouTube or my Twitter, which is a good way to get the latest episodes in that format. If you like what you hear in the sample, click the link in the description to get the full episode and check it out. If you're on my YouTube, that's a good place to be. You can sub there, get full episodes of Drowning Verdict, plus my other show called Glock Watchers, which you should totally check out. And if you are uh, coming back after checking me out before and you've subscribed to what I do, Thanks so much. I really appreciate it. You know that I'm an author. I talk about story connections, new angles, and maybe some truth here and there. But if it's your first time, if it's a drive-by, you're buzzing the tower, seeing what I'm all about, thanks for giving it a try. You know, I'm not for everybody. But right now, um, you know, after a year, year and a half or so, approaching a thousand subscribers on Spotify alone, I just appreciate it if you think it's worthy of your attention and you want to hit that subscribe button and come back for more. So consider it. And, uh, you know, I try to make it worth your time, worth your while, because I've often talked about things that, uh, when it comes to true crime that, you know, maybe you haven't heard it in the newsfeed because the newsfeed is an absolute monster. It's a beast. It, uh, swallows up all of our attention and it goes from one thing to the next. And it doesn't matter if it's, Um, worth our time or not it just eats up our attention and the stuff that is worthy the stuff that needs to be talked about sometimes gets pushed to the side and then you know a year passes five years passes and then you say who you say what and you forget about this stuff and that shouldn't be the the case with uh true crime stuff that i'm interested in and uh especially stuff that i feel that can go cold rather quickly so i'm talking about a subject today i'm gonna give you a reason to keep listening you know whether you're in the car you're doing the clean at the home whatever you got going on that you can have me on and i'm going to give you something worthwhile to chew on and that's what i like to do it just give you something that maybe isn't in the news feed and that people aren't talking about and it's a reason to come back it's a reason to share especially with stuff that can go cold which um you know i'm talking about today the uh you know, the Moab murders, the creeper dude on County Road 4651, I've titled the episode. Because just on that verbiage, I'll call it, I found a few things in my author mind that I felt like sharing. Maybe it's something, maybe it's nothing. But for me, it's a reason. And for you, just keep listening. You know, I'll make it worth your while. At least I'll try to do that. Some people, they're hard to please. I do my best. You should do your best in your life. I do my best with the stuff that I do. And I've been on Drowning Verdict for about a year and a half. And, uh, you know, like I said, if you're going to subscribe, then uh, that means a lot to me. And uh, you're going to, when you come back, I'm going to try and make it even better next time. So let's get into it. The Creeper Dude on County Road 4651, the Moab murders, occurred August 14, 2021 talked about the reason and I'm talking about the profile today and something that I think can be dug up maybe on the words that were used by the victims I'm gonna get into that I'm gonna get into that but before I do I'm gonna go back exactly 17 years yeah exactly 17 years to August 14th uh, 2004 okay and then I'm gonna creep back to May of 1972 I'm gonna take you into another country 
we're going to cross not a county road, but a country road into Canada. And there's a reason for it because I'm going to be dialing you back to the profile for the creeper dude in the Moab murders because I think something can be learned there and something can be applied. At least it's a reason to get into it. August 14th, 2004. I'm talking about Jenner Beach, which is in Northern California. And there were two murders that occurred there, a couple in their sleeping bags. And you know what? It's got some of the things that happened over at Moab, but it's not, you know, exactly the same. But nonetheless, it was a sleeping couple on the beach um, who were murdered um, with a rifle, actually, um, right around August 15th, early in the morning, about 1, 2 a.m. I think that was, but it was the same date, August 14th, bodies discovered a few days later, just like Moab. And I'm bringing that up because I'm going to be getting into the profile, getting, be getting into the profile and I'm going to be going back and be riding that mountain bike back to Moab to talk about the creeper dude. But in there on Jenner beach, um, also a very mysterious thing that happened that didn't get solved for at least 10 years, but eventually they figured it out and brought somebody to justice, brought somebody to justice. I'm going to talk about him in a minute, but just think about Jenner beach. Think about that time, 2004. And let's go back to May of 1972 quickly and cross over into Vancouver, Canada. Maybe you've heard of this. Maybe you haven't, but it's called the radar beach murders. And it is strikingly similar to what happened in Jenner Beach um, so many years later. And in fact, investigators who um, could not figure it out in Canada had assumed that, you know, when the Jenner Beach thing went off 30 years later, whatever, whatever it was, that it possibly was the same guy because it was so similar. It was a sleeping couple on the beach. It was a rifle murder. It was very, very similar. Now, it wasn't, um, you know, like Moab, which was a same-sex couple, um, two ladies who had uh, recently gotten uh, married, who were well-known to the area, but it was a case of a couple uh, sleeping in a remote area, in a camping area, and uh, where a lot of people, you know, had known to um, go and and enjoy nature and, you know, be around uh, that sort of thing and, and, and camp, who were brutally murdered with a rifle. And now in May of 1972, when this occurred in um, uh, Radar Beach, which is uh, basically uh, Vancouver area um, on an island or an inlet there, um, which is called uh, Tofino actually, and it's rather beautiful. But at that time, a lot of people gathered there. The What the investigators had reflected on and saying that it was a, you know, after the the hippies of the, the 60s, the peaceful hippies of the 60s time, crept over into the 70s. It became a place of um, not so much hippie love, but could lead to um, theft and all the things that, you know, escalate to violence. So it became kind of a dangerous area. These killings occurred. And then after that, people got scared. And for the most part, not, you know, didn't think of it more as a happy place to be, let's say. But it was a rifle murder nonetheless, and between Jenner Beach and the Radar Beach in 1972, it was an unusual rifle. Jenner Beach was a Marlin rifle. Uh, Radar Beach was another rifle that uh, is not well known to the market or wasn't at that time. Rifle killings, multiple shots, and uh, just a big mystery. Just a big mystery. And so 
when that occurred in 72, all the time when I, time passed, 30 years, Jenner Beach happened and investigators thought it was the same guy. Thought it was the same person who had committed Jenner Beach, even though they didn't have a suspect. Now, the suspect that came to light after 10 years, um, around uh, 2017, his name was Sean Gallant. And he had committed uh, the murders. He had uh, mental health problems. He said that, you know, demons uh, were, you know, voices in his head calling out for him to commit this. And maybe that's the truth. In May of 1972 in Vancouver, same kind of situation where the person who was actually later found responsible for it so many years later, actually, um, wasn't really hearing demons, but he was supposedly hearing the voice of God telling him to do things. He was very uh, much into his Bible and very uh, overzealous in his religion. And his name, when it came uh, you know, to the truth being found out about uh, what happened at Radar Beach, his name was Joseph Burgess. And he committed those murders in May of 1972 on a young sleeping couple in their uh, sleeping bags, rifle murder, because it just bothered him that they were there together and he noticed them and he wanted to kill them. Now, Sean Gallen did the same thing. He noticed the couple, he noticed their car on the side of the road. He went down uh, later after going back to his home, grabbing his rifle, going down to Jenner Beach and committing those murders. Both of these individuals, Joseph Burgess and Sean Gallen, were 25 years old. They were definitely dudes, they weren't men. They were 25 years old, and if I had to describe them at that time, you would never say that they were men. They were just dudes, dudes hanging around. Now, Sean Gallen was familiar to the area, as was Joseph Burgess, with people and even investigators. But they had lost track of Joseph Burgess. They didn't know what happened to him after that. There was no way to really uh, pin him to the crimes at that time. Um... But it went cold. It certainly went cold. And for Sean Gallen, that went cold uh, for, in that case, on Jenner Beach, went cold for about uh, over 10 years until it was finally finally solved and, and brought to justice. Uh, Gallen had been known for mental health issues. Um, he had even killed his own brother. Um, he had set off a bomb at one time where a person got injured. He was just dangerous and known to the area. He was a dude. He wasn't a man. Both of these dudes were 25 years old. Let's go back to Moab, what we're talking about here today. I know it's not 100%. It's not on a beach. They weren't in their sleeping bags. But you know what? It was a remote area. It was a campground area. And only people familiar with uh, Moab and the, the surrounding areas, in my mind, would uh, really know how to get there or know how to you know, at least reserve a spot there. Because from what I'm told... It's a in the, the LaSalle Mountain area, which is uh, not technically in Moab, but it is in, you know, that County Road 4651 area where the murders took place. Um, you know, there's not a lot of campground spots. There's about five of them. There's uh, cell service around, but which is spotty. And I believe the nearest cell phone tower is a Verizon tower. I'll touch on that here in a minute. But let's get to the words that the couple spoke, or at least one of them did, to whether it was a family member or a friend, I don't know, but they said that a creeper dude was creeping them out, and that if they were found, that in fact it was a murder. Isn't that strange? Why would somebody say that? Well, it is because they had a feeling that something bad was happening. 
or could take place because in that surrounding area on the campground you know again it's not a beach but in that campground area there's a lot of bushes and trees so if you are setting up camp from what i can tell that you can't really see too clearly the people around you so if somebody's creeping kind of come around a bush or a tree you spot them maybe lock eyes and then they um, take off that's creepy so why would these two ladies who were age 24 years old and 38 years old why would they talk about the creeper dude then say if they were found that it was they were murdered but why wouldn't they do anything else about it why wouldn't they um why wouldn't they uh film it on their phone sort of like the delphi murders when those two teenage girls age 13 14 approximately were also intimidated by a man on a bridge but they decided to film it for snapchat because that's what they did um because it it made them so nervous well in my mind if they said that there was a creeper dude that maybe they spotted looking at them around one of the bushes or something like that the reason maybe they didn't do something like that is because they thought they could handle it they were in fact adults 24 and 38 years old recently um married uh, together known in that community so i kind of feel that you know they're not uh, teenage girls they were older they were adults and probably because they were uh, so ingrained in the culture staying outside camping all the things that moab off- offers in that culture that they thought that well maybe they could handle it maybe they could keep an eye on the creeper dude but the verbiage the words stick out to me and the word dude sticks out to me and tells me that yeah we know it's a guy but dude is not a man a man would be over 30 a man could be over 40 50 whatever dude is about 25 years old so in my <clears throat> author mind profile of uh the suspect for the moab murders he would be 25 years or older maybe between 25 and 29 years old he's a guy and he's also known to the area not within the culture but in the subculture in the fringes of the community now think about it for a second the LaSalle mountains are on the fringes of moab they are on um not in moab but near moab the bodies were found on county road 4651 an area with spotty cell phone service about five or uh five or six campground spot areas a lot of bushes a lot of cover but LaSalle is on the fringes of Moab. Now I've never been there, maybe you have and you can tell me better, but that's what it seems like to me in my author investigation, if you will. So it's on the the fringes. And I think the suspect, the person who committed this, yeah, it's a guy, it's a dude, he's 25, he's between 25 and 29, and he is known to the area or at least seen in the area. Maybe he's not somebody with major uh, mental health issues. Maybe he's not somebody who is preaching some other gospel from the Bible as, you know, the guy in 1972 was, Joseph Burgess. But maybe he's somebody who's on the fringes, who resides within the subculture and not the culture. And I talk about culture because going back to um, Vancouver, as investigators had reflected on that case so many years later, about what they were stuck with, what they were left with, and even why they thought that the guy, uh, Sean Gallen, even though they didn't know his name, could be the one responsible for it because it was so similar, is what they talked about the culture. 
was that hippie vibe culture and what was so attractive to Radar Beach and Vancouver uh, area out there, like an island or an inlet, which was so attractive. But at that time of the, uh, you know, the summer of love had passed for, you know, three years. And then it had crept into the 70s where it was more about, you know, uh, maybe living for yourself or stealing things and and things eventually escalate to crimes being committed and then eventually murder so it's not so much of a happy hippie vibe anymore but it turns into an unregulated place where there's not a lot of authorities to take care of the petty crimes and things escalate and it's no fun anymore because people just do what people do and eventually um you know a murder is committed so the culture of Moab is what I'm talking about, and I think what most people would be familiar. As an outside outside person to Moab, never been there before. I know it's a mountain biking area. I know it's picturesque. I know it's beautiful. I would assume that most people who are rolling through there with the van life opportunities or mountain climbing, mountain biking, are very much um, attuned to living outside camping is not a problem sleeping in the car is not a problem sleeping in the van so the culture lends itself to that but who is on the fringes of that within the subculture meaning they're just outside of that vibe they're just outside of that vibe so a guy a dude 25 to 29 years old on the fringes of that culture residing in the subculture whatever that subculture is it's a little bit creepy to even the people that are in the cult, uh, culture of being, I guess, very attuned to the outside and it, you know, ex- accepting to everybody. And I would imagine that's the case that if you go to Moab, most people are outdoorsy, cool to talk to, uh, very helpful, sharing information. That's a culture, that's a community. But who is on the, uh, the fringes of that? Who is on the LaSalle side of the county line, if you know what I'm saying? Because in the profile for what they're working with and how the, uh, the bodies were discovered a few days later, shot from behind, shot from the side, shot from the front, um, bullet holes, were there uh, casings discovered? Now in Jenner Beach, the casings were picked up by the perpetrator, by Sean Gal, he picked those casings up, put them in a uh, like a coke can, and hid it out in uh, somewhere in another area he was familiar with. And investigators later found those shell casings and were able to match them up. But were there shell casings um, found in in this case in Moab? How were they killed? Was it a rifle? Was it a gun? We don't know that. We don't know if there's DNA. We just know that there was a creeper dude on County Road 4651, and the girls, the ladies who were killed, the couple who was killed, actually verbally said that. Creeper dude. So that lends itself uh, that it's not a man, that it's not someone who's over 30, someone who looks like a man, who acts like a man, but it's somebody who's creeping around and is younger, 25 to 29, guy on the fringes of that culture, residing in the subculture. So maybe that's a place to look. Maybe that's a place to to look and be more aware of uh, because a person like Sean Gallon in Jenner Beach was well known uh, to authorities. He had committed crimes. He had been known for some crazy shit. People probably talked about him, probably said that he was a creepy dude. 
So who might that be in the area of Moab? And maybe some arrest records can point to that. Now, where they are with the investigation, I believe that they're going to be looking into the cell tower. I think it's a Verizon tower, um, but maybe they can do a tower dump is what they say, is they can pull those cell phone records during that time and try to match it up with somebody who had a cell phone on them. But I would say that if you're uh, really attuned to living outside and you have this premeditation to creep upon this couple, you've this isn't just rolling up from some other state not being familiar with the area you know the area you creep up on them it's premeditated and you murder them for whatever reasons maybe um like vancouver 1972 you don't agree with them being together which is what joseph burgess did he didn't agree with those that couple being together he had targeted them he had stalked them and he didn't agree with what they were doing or them being together okay so maybe someone like that didn't agree with what <clears throat> this uh, couple was doing in Moab, but as premeditation, um, and then the murder was committed. So I would say that the cell phone, everybody's got one, um, but that cell phone wasn't taken with them because it was premeditated, kill them, and then go back to the area in which you live, which I would assume is in Moab or somewhere in the area. What do you think about that? I'm uh, curious to hear. Uh, any comments if you think that's spot on if you think it's you know something that uh, maybe is out there but you got to go with something within the profile you don't have a sketch you just have creeper dude and you have the vicks saying this before they became victims and then if they were found that it was a murder so the creeper dude is the one who did it he's the one who was on county road 4651 did he have a rifle uh what kind of uh what kind of weapon did he have but I'm saying dude was between 25 and 29, a guy, and he's in the soap culture of the culture. He didn't just roll up from some other state and just go there to do it. This was premeditated and planned. It's my idea about it. What do you think? Thanks for listening to me on Drowning Verdict today. This is Chip Mahoney. I'm signing off. See you next time. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. <laughs>